Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Parsons Podcast. On today's episode, I'm reunited with Katie Barnfield. Katie makes art using carbon fiber it's a really really interesting and amazing um concept and she really really does produce some great work using carbon fiber now sit back relax and enjoy this episode Hi Katie, how are you doing? You alright? Hey, yeah, good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, great, thank you. Great. Cool. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it's close, Crystal. Adjust mine slightly. So I can hear me okay. Yeah, all good. Awesome. So now, how have you um, been? yeah, yeah, been been good, thank you. Um, it's been a bit uh, crazy time the past couple of months, really. Um, like with work and you know things that have happened and everything, but I've I've just kind of like you know got myself together and just privatized on you know my podcast and my coaching and different things you know so been really well it's a bit bizarre considering our last kind of conversation was based around um the, well it was in january wasn't it and we were talking about mm. what 2020 holds for us and <laughs> what we can yeah. get up to during the the year <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's mad isn't it like um yeah, I did did my first podcast with you, didn't I? Back in January. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it just kind of like went from there. I didn't really take it too serious. Well, take it too serious, but I didn't really think you know much would happen with it. Really, surprisingly, and um, it's kind of just taken off. So. Oh, that's brilliant news. Yeah. No, thank you. And uh, you know, it, I really appreciate you doing. You know, being the first one to do it with. You know, so kind of gave me that 
but I had to stop. Oh, Jeff, I'm really glad it's going well. Hmm. But it's, it's how are you enjoying it? Is it something you kind of really have gotten into? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's something I, I really kind of like found to enjoy, you know, and um, something I'm passionate about as well. Uh, I like connecting with people. I like talking to people and hearing, you know, the people's stories and what they've got to share, you know, and what they're passionate about. And there's so many avenues you can go with it. Yeah, I think it's great. It's um, it's weirdly a very kind of new age way of doing what we would have done years ago anyway. Yeah, like, no, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, passing on experiences and stories and uh, that kind of community. We just have this community in a very different way nowadays. Yeah, and we're quite lucky to have that because we can kind of talk to people anywhere. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's it's the technology involved mm. is actually quite simple but the the way it helps and um produces so many opportunities for people is is fantastic mm. yeah and it definitely opens up lots of doors and opportunities doesn't it it's uh yeah 100% pretty incredible but like um how how have you been throughout this time i've seen that you've you've been Absolutely smashing it out of the park with your, your business and uh, your carbon fibre. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. but, um, it's not I'll have to order been... one of your mugs. Say it again, sorry? I'll have to order one of your mugs. <laughs> yeah, I've literally just done those. Yeah, um, yeah um, it's not really, it's not been that different for me because um, obviously me and Dad have got a unit um, and it's on a farm. So there's like no one around <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So I mean, he works one side of the the unit. I work the other side. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's all been fairly fairly normal. Obviously, the kids. Um, my daughter was homeschooled anyway. Um, mm. But Fred's been off school. Um, but that's just been really nice. Um, and kind of, I mean, we. The school's been brilliant and they've been sending over stuff um, on the website and via email. Um, but it's been great because you can kind of explore what he's really into. So I found it quite nice and quite easy to kind of get him into things that he wants to learn about. Yeah. No, that's it, isn't it? And it's more kind of, I suppose, concentrated than it was before. You know, that probably a little bit more. Like you can... yeah. Have that, have that time and see what he's interested in and things. Yeah, definitely. It's been like um, I just see it as a just been amazing opportunity to spend time with him and get to know what he likes and um, kind of teach him things that that uh, you know personally I feel that are important that maybe school doesn't cover. Um, mm. So yeah, that's that's been fun really. Um, but yeah, yeah. likewise, um, I, it's been great really. There's um, everyone seems to be far more active on social media, so that's been great. Um, mm. To everybody, anyway, so <laughs> that's been keeping me busy. Um, yeah. What else have I? Oh, I did um, uh, some charity paintings for um, the Campton Court Hospice, which is nice local to where I am, and um, managed to raise around six hundred pounds. Um, for the charity but it was a local and they were doing pet portraits and yeah. in total I think we all raised to get about six grand 
Jeez, wow. Yeah, I really? know. Yeah, there's, there's some amazing pictures that they've all done as well. They're, they're incredible. But, um, yeah, I think they were charging around £25 for, like, your personal pet portrait. Um, you'd get a picture sent over to you and um, you draw it uh, and then pop it in the post to them. And, um, and then that was it. Wow. Yeah, I did see some of those photos on your uh, Instagram of the, of the the dogs. Yeah, Instagram's been awesome. Everybody on Instagram um, getting them done and stuff and supporting the charity. It was, was so brilliant. Um, they did really well. Um, and obviously, I wouldn't have been able to raise that amount of money without them. So, yeah, huge, huge thanks for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram's a great platform, isn't it? Like, for people coming together and social connectivity and people helping one another yeah definitely i i found personally i really like instagram because it because of the way it works there's a like a group of people on there that are into the same kind of thing that you're into so Mm. it's really nice to have that kind of little community especially at the moment where we've all been kind of stuck inside it's been really nice to have that it's it's almost support, really, if you, if you're looking at it like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I've I've met some people from Instagram who, you know, been on my podcast. A lot a lot of people I've connected with have either been on LinkedIn yeah. or Instagram, and you know, just engaging in comments and threads and just asking people, and you know, um, it's really nice. You know, it's. Um, you don't always get responses, but you know when you do, it's nice, and people just gen- genuinely uh, want to genuinely want to help. I think they do, yeah. I think it's really just a lovely way to be able to be in a position where, if you don't know something or you'd like some advice on something, you 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 have this community that you can kind of say, "Hey, I'm I'm kind of struggling with this, or I don't know how to mm. go about this. Can someone help?" And there's there, there seems to always be somebody that's got like a good idea or an example or something mm. like that. Um, recently, because um, I've been teaching my son about um, racism, and um, mm. I didn't know where to start with that, especially for his age because he's ten as well. So I didn't. Yeah. I honestly really didn't have a clue where to start from um, and then just popped something on social media and um, got an amazing response and loads of really good um, feedback and um, examples of what would be good for his age and and stuff like mm. that. so um, that was really helpful yeah no that's it and people just want to give advice and you know uh, help one another don't they and I think like I said on that particular topic as well I mean it's it's not the most. It's not the most simple topic, you know. Like there's so many strands and areas to it, and there's so much history. Yeah, you know, linked to racism as well. Yeah, it is really, it really is huge, and knowing where to start um, can be really difficult. So, uh, having someone you know that has been through it before or has some experience mm-hmm. in it um, is really helpful. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And I mean, it's. You know, it's, I think racism—it's like something that stems, you know, in all place, all places around the world of, you know, people from all different places and parts have experienced racism, haven't they? I mean, 
yeah in so many different ways as well so it's um there's uh, everyone will have a story to tell Um, Mm. it's really worth talking to to people as well as just kind of reading and trying yeah also finding facts is difficult it's um there's there's a almost like a set of information that's kind of pre packed and ready for you and then there's information that's a little more real so yeah navigating what's what's been kind of sugar-coated and what hasn't been sugar-coated can be quite difficult as well especially if you're entering it from from completely brand new yeah there's definitely worth like poking people for for pointers Mm. yeah no exactly yeah and um I, I watched a really good podcast, um, Joe Rogan, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, you mentioned it before, Def. Yeah, he, he, yeah. <laughs> he did a really great podcast with this uh, musician called uh, Dowell Davis. And um, this, he's a African-American guy and he's a musician, but he's also um, written a few books on the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. And he's um, basically helped convert Ku Klux Klan members wow. to like leave even the Ku Klux Klan. Wow! And he's quite interesting to watch because he talks about his personal experience of racism and how he kind of talked to these clans members, and they after through them talking with this guy, they kind of like reflected and then ended up by you know leaving the clan and amazing and i bet you that's purely through education he's literally they've just had no education in it at all yeah well he he goes into it like very deeply and he was saying that he spoke to some clans members and they were saying things to him like um you know that apparently black people are more aggressive than white people or they or they've got this kind of thing within them where they're a serial killer and this is what this guy said to what? him oh my god and and he said well okay and he was a bit speechless and he said he was driving this car and then he said to this guy try and name one black serial killer and he threw it back to him and this guy couldn't think of anything and then he said well apparently you know, why people have got this serial killer gene in them. And he, and he was like naming all these different serial killers. And he's like, look, he's like, look they're all white. And this guy had nothing to say. And he said, following that conversation, he like left the clan. Because wow. he'd, he'd um, yeah, put two and two together. And, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one example of racism, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that like, yeah, extreme as well. And I think um, it filters down so much into quite, um, you know, from extreme to not so extreme, but sometimes the less extreme are so constant and such a part of society today that they go completely unnoticed. Mm, mm, yeah. I was watching, um, like, there's, there's a... Um, a YouTube channel, and I think they're on Instagram and Facebook. They're called Kids of Colour, um, and they're a great organisation. But on YouTube, they have um, kind of two, three-minute videos of lots of young people kind of talking about their experience with racism. 
um, which is great because you get it from a young perspective. And I think, I think that's so such a nice thing to kind of listen to a young person's perspective because it's the world that they are growing up in. Um, and although the subject matter isn't, you know, isn't very nice, um, they're doing an amazing thing. But listening to them, some of the stories, it's it's things like um, a young girl, I think she was about 15, um, she had ballet lessons and dance lessons and things, and she was finding it so difficult to find ballet shoes that, you know, they're supposed to kind of blend in with your skin tone. And of course, they're not. They, they're all peach-coloured, yeah. aren't they? So it's, I think... Even that she's in a classroom with a lot of other people and she's wearing ballet shoes that don't match her skin tone and she feels like she's standing out and mm-hmm. it's, it, it's not going to feel comfortable, is it, for her? It's just and for a young person to experience that and then kind of be in a situation where they're not sure if they should say anything. If they did say anything, would anybody listen to them? Would it be just palmed off as something that's a little bit silly? And that's mm. the kind of things they go through. And as a young person, that's that's really difficult. And if you grow up with the little things like that that happen constantly, that's going to make for, for a very kind of warped idea of life, isn't it? It's If that's the way it is the whole, you know, through your entire life, that's got, not going to make you a very happy person. <laughs> Yeah, no, I um, no, I grew up and like, like you said, those early developmental years as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be, you know, you're kind of structuring like you know your belief system, aren't you? You're taking in what's happening and yeah, you're learning. And <laughs> that's not the kind of thing you want to learn, is it? That that the world isn't really has worked mm. for you. It's not. It's. Yeah, it's very kind of one-sided. I feel. Mm. You know, people want to feel like they belong, don't they? I mean, I know yeah, that. It does. Yeah, it's that's such a normal feeling, um, and it's it's a shame that it's only there for a small majority of us. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's definitely kind of brought. Uh, it's almost like you know, like things have like like what we're talking about, it's kind of been going on in society and the world for so long. And it's almost like we've been blind to it almost not blind to it, but, um, I think, I think literally like, I think a lot of people will go through life without even seeing anything like that. Just just completely oblivious. Mm. But, um, but it's up to us, isn't it really to educate ourselves. uh, Yeah. We're we're both adults. We need, we should be able to educate ourselves. Um, I've got children. It's and they're off school at the moment, so I've got no excuse. Can't even blame the education system for. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I mean, this is a brilliant opportunity. I think the kids are off for about four weeks there wow. now, and um, and then they would be in their their kind of summer holidays anyway. So this is an amazing opportunity to keep teach kids about racism. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree, and um, it kind of let you know. I think it's important. I think it's something that should be taught to kids and you know brought into their awareness as well. 
Oh, I definitely, I think, I think so. I think if you learn um, kind of mindfulness from a very young age, then you will, you will carry that with you and you'll mm. learn that. And this is kind of growing up. It's about making opportunities um, equal for everybody. Mm. Um, and there's no, so that there, I think with mindfulness, you could get rid of social bias. Yeah, no, exactly. Kind of makes people more, you know, um, understanding, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. Like, um, I saw as well that with your work, you um, did a piece for Lamborghini. Yes, I did that a while ago, actually. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've done it. um, It's um, the dealers in Edinburgh. Um, I think they are literally the only Lamborghini dealers up there as well. So, yeah, um, pretty chuffed to have done that one. Yeah, it's um, it was a big one as well. (laughs) It was huge. (laughs) How long did that take? Uh, Not very long because the logo is actually quite simple. Mm. So the actual the actual painting doesn't take that long at all. Uh, All the colours dry separately as normal. So um, you just Basically, I just try and work out roughly how many colours each picture has, and then it will then it gives me an idea of how long it's going to take me. Um, but I think that one took about two days today, from literally from through the whole process. <clears throat> wow! So um, yeah, they don't the the Lamborghini kind of style doesn't take too long. But, um... So how did they? Um, how did you get in contact? Did they get in contact with you? um... one of their guys got in contact with me and we were originally I think they wanted something um, uh, with Mr Lamborghini's face in it so I did um, but kind of hidden as well so I did a smaller version uh, that was kind of slightly matte so the face was slightly matte so when you moved it you could see it but you couldn't see it you were just Mm. staring at it head on Um, but they they just chose an absolutely massive logo instead. Really bright yellow, it's like the original one I did in gold. Um, so it was kind of glittery, more metallic-y looking. God, that's awesome! It must have must have been amazing to go to the garage and give it to them. And, uh, oh, I didn't. Send it. I don't really meet anybody because I send it all off in. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> it's all posted out, but yeah, I should I should drive up to places, shouldn't I? And, and meet. People. It's quite far, though, isn't it? Edinburgh from from Cheltenham, yeah, <laughs> it's quite far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I should go and meet people, really. But that's oh, amazing, though. Not at the moment, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing though. I mean, to, you know, to have to have that in in the showroom, and you know, people I let people go in there and go, "Oh, who made that?" And... Yeah, it's um. Do you know? I don't think about it so often, but it's only until when you see a photo or something like that, you think, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's um. But yeah, you don't. It's not kind of really on my mind. It's. Mm. It's um. Yeah, weird to think about, really. I think it's because, like, you know, when you're doing it, you're kind of like a machine, aren't you? You're yeah, just, definitely. you know, yeah. putting out putting out work and content and what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so focused on, like, um, timings and what colour's next and how it's going to um, look and 
how it's going to dry, what colour it's going to dry, and all those things. So when I'm actually doing it, you're literally not thinking about anything else other than the painting itself and when it's got to be finished by a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's like that. I've noticed that with the podcast a little bit. Like, um, when I... When I beginning this lockdown i just kind of got into it you know and just cracked on with it and i almost i was just so focused on just you know getting it done doing it doing it doing it um and i think someone asked me like you know don't you don't you feel like you know good about doing it and i'm like oh yeah i'm not (laughs) i had to to think about it i was like yeah it's quite good what i'm doing yeah but like when you're in that zone of just working and doing it i think you just channel into something, don't you? And you you just, do, yeah. Just, you do need a reminder sometimes to enjoy it. <laughs> do you know? It's like sometimes you just need to be poked, be like, don't forget to enjoy what you like doing. Yeah. So, that's easier to do when it's a bit more relaxed, isn't it, though? So. Mm, yeah, I I think as well, Liv, with what you do and what I do and, you know, people, you know, in any line of work and when it's create, you know, creative, it's that that process isn't it it's it's enjoying that process and i think that's something that i've learned through you know what gary v said and then uh, doing the these podcasts is that you know i used to be so focused on the end goal and the finish line whereas now i'm more thinking on the process and being patient and you must have have to be like what you do very much but i don't think i realized that until i started listening to a lot of um, gary v's podcasts and stuff he um I think sometimes when you finish a product, you get like, um, you get kind of like, a, oh, yay, it's done. And sometimes I, I feel like I left, was left like slightly unsatisfied, weirdly. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until I watched his stuff that I suddenly realised, oh, it's not even the finished product that I, that I kind of do it for. It's the whole process. Yeah. And like, I just had never thought about it in in those terms before it's like the entire process it's like quite literally going from talking to somebody about what they want to have done and then trying to figure out the bits of the conversation that are important to them and how I'd work that into a painting and 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 kind of stuff um that is fun and then working it all out and then actually doing the whole process of actually painting um, and then them putting it in the frame and packing it all up and then finding out whether they've received it and what they think. That's mm. like the whole thing. Like without, I guess, doing it without one of those parts wouldn't be as much fun. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? And um, I remember you saying like when I first did the podcast with you that, you know, you meet so many different people and everyone's different and that's you know an exciting part of it because no person's the same and that artwork that you do is um so i put my window up um is it yeah so each person's different and you know it's very personal to them because you're creating something that's that person might like or something that's happened in their life and it could kind of like like a resemblance of that oh yeah definitely i don't think the majority of the paintings would be what they are without the other person behind them 
I mean, like I paint, mm. yeah, but without without that other person involved, I don't think they'd be what they're supposed to be. If that makes sense, Does that make yeah. any sense at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, I think like commission wise, definitely is like a, like a fifty fifty partnership. I think without without all the information your client gives you, you just you wouldn't get there <laughs> at all. Mm. and um it's like their take on it what they want and it's probably like you know your take on it as well and your style so it's that kind of yeah. probably 50 50 balance yeah. yeah do you know i know ne- like i never ever get will ever get used to the fact that some some people are so trustworthy within just kind of asking me to do something and then just waiting for it <laughs> and just, yeah mm. really like well you know what you're doing you can you do this for me and it every time it feels like such an honor to be kind of given that um that trust i guess yeah to be able to, mm-hmm. to kind of do what they want um is lovely and it's that's i mean that's really rewarding i love that mm. yeah that trust side isn't it like uh you know they're putting their trust in you to do something and it's your time that goes into it to make that thing isn't it it's that kind of uh part of the relationship yeah yeah and it's awesome like i i am i really do enjoy it Mm. no and it's like you know reflected through what you do as well your work isn't it i think that's why it's so important to do what you enjoy because it will show in your work going to yeah definitely (laughs) i can't remember who i was having a conversation with but we were saying about um, doing work and uh, watching artists do work and then for some like there's always one that you like you personally don't like you're doing it finished it and you're like no I don't like it so you, I, I tend to do it again uh, <laughs> 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 I really hate that I just do it again I've stopped from scratch of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done it a couple of times on, on um, quite big paintings but um, mm. I just, you know, when you just, it really isn't good. And then, yeah. yeah. I just start all over again. Um, but, but but artists will go through stuff like that. And sometimes you can see in artists, you have a look at, like, you can pick someone quite famous or not famous, but you have a look at all their work and you can spot the one that they weren't interested in doing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just different to to the rest of them. Yeah, but mm. we're, we're all like that. There's there's no one in the world that that can get away from doing something they really don't like doing, <laughs> but still yeah. doing it so well, so no one notices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like um, the energy that goes into it and. I think sometimes we can kind of like strive for for perfection almost, can't we? Sometimes. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> I think if you're a creative person, that's like in the genes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing something and then just like, no, I don't like it. And... Mm, yeah. I've I've edited pictures before and spent ages doing it. And then I look and go, I don't like that. Like I said, no, I'll delete it. And I spent half an hour yeah. doing it. And then I... We'll do it again. 
Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Our kind of own perception of what is um, good or bad or or adequate is uh, is our own. And for someone to have mm. that kind of same perception, they'd literally have to grow up exactly the same way we did. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably, our perception of our own things are probably the the worst perception or the most wrong. Yeah, I think. Well, I think we can be kind of naturally critical of ourselves, mm. can't we? What we do sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. I think we we expect a lot, don't we? I think we we're aware of what we're capable of, and if it doesn't meet that standard every time, then we can be quite critical. Yeah, I think it's that, it's that balance, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, kind of focusing on points, pointers, and um, what you expect from certain jobs is a good one. And then instead of being overly critical, just figure out whether they meet the those points. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Just those kind of like, those points and markers of it. Yeah, it's uh, like if you are if you are someone that's particularly critical having some kind of um, system to work around that um, will help a lot. Mm, yeah, that's uh, exactly. I think it kind of gives you a bit more clarity. Mm. Confidence helps as well. I think if, if um, just doing it over and over again um, and not throwing away the bad ones, just keep, uh, keep doing it over and over again, um, showing other people seeing what they think because a lot of the time we do something um and if we've deemed it's terrible we don't show anyone so <laughs> mm, yeah um, we literally go the one I've opinion seen... that it's bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> i um i listened to i was watching that ses who does wins program and there was that guy rudimental okay black black guy and uh he was that, I think, one of their hit songs. I can't remember what it's called. Something About Love, I think it is. And um, he said they didn't really think it was good at the time. And it was left on the hard drive of the computer for, like, two years. Yeah. And when they released it, it was, like, their biggest bite hit single. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it just shows you, doesn't it, like, we, what we might think is bad, you know, other people might think is good. So... It's like I said, it's always helpful to see other people's opinions and what they think to it. Because I think our own opinions aren't going to be the same as what the world thinks. Yeah, I do you know. I can remember my brother telling me, and this was years and years ago. I was fairly young; I must have been a teenager. And um, he said to me, um, "There are always going to be people that don't like whatever it is that you do." I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. And he said, look at um, Metallica. Huge band. Been going for absolutely years. Made crazy yeah. money. Really popular. There's loads of people that don't like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's the, if you go and have a look between genres, then, then there are people that, you know, absolutely hate rap. And there's people that absolutely hate metal. So... But still, there are bands that have done incredibly well in both, so equally as famous. Mm. So, yeah, you've 
I think you've got to go with what you love, isn't it? Like, if you're doing something, you should just do it because, you know, it makes you happy doing it and not to give your attention to those who might be negative or critical about it. Like, Yeah, I think that's... If you're truly happy doing what you're doing, that's much easier to do. Just to ignore, uh, mm. like, negative and stuff and focus on positive. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think that's something I... I experienced when I was, you know, I know we all have to work and things, but I remember when I was working in other jobs, like in restaurants or hotels, like, you know, I did enjoy it, but there were times where in the back of my mind, I'd feel, I feel like crap because I'm like, my energy, I know my energy deep down needs to go in a different direction, if you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And that I was almost wasting my time. But at that time, I didn't know where my time and energy needed to go. So, I mean, you know, when you don't know what it is that you want to do, someone doesn't know what they want to do, you, you're kind of battling with yourself because you're like, I'm doing this thing right now, but it's not what I want to do. You know, my time needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, we ignore it for quite a long time. I think um, the way that we're educated um, in, in the system that we're educated in, we're kind of, uh, kind of educated to find something to do that you get paid for straight away mm. um there's no there's nothing to teach you to explore there's nothing to teach you to try different things there's no one's really saying have a go at this if you don't like it you can quit yeah it's like you're doing the set thing you need to get this result and mm. xyz Whereas I think I spoke to somebody and they said, you know, it needs to be kind of flipped on the reverse. Like it needs to be, the perspective of it needs to be turned around. Like, you know, if you look at from from when you're older and then what have you done and where are, you know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. It's kind of. If you kind of look at your, your own history from where you are now backwards and, and kind of see, well, how did you get where you are now? What are you doing? You'll probably find the majority of, people will find that they either experimented that it didn't go to plan there was no kind of straightforward plan that your entire life followed without any hiccup or or detour because life's just not like that we we think it's gonna be like that don't we we're taught in school that your life will be you go to school you possibly go to sixth form or college or learn or you get a job straight away, uh, you earn money, university. Mm. And that's really what you're taught. And actually life is nothing like that at all. Mm. You have to be able to see the opportunities that are in front of you and experiment and take what feels like a leap of faith sometimes. Sometimes it's really mm. not a leap of faith. It's just something different. Yeah. But, like, you know, you're going to be pushed out of your comfort zone, aren't you? And I think, you know, that's what we don't like doing sometimes is going out of comfort zone or into the unknown. But sometimes that's probably the best thing that can ever happen sometimes. Yeah, I think it is. I think it really is. Our comfort zone is weird. Again, it's one of those things that's been taught from day one. It's like mm. we're, we're really good at being told what to do. And, mm. <laughs> and doing it <laughs> yeah 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 it's kind of unfair really to kind of kick kids out of school at about 16 and just be like well find out what you want to do 
Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> now you choose. <laughs> yeah. Loads of them coming out of school. I think, what the hell do I do now? Yeah, do I mean, yeah, it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure. I mean, even more so now. Um, I I saw a picture on Instagram and it was like a guy at a desk, and I think above it said the school education system, and he was reading off this piece of paper to these animals and there was like an elephant a giraffe a monkey a tiger and like a frog or something and he said to them now climb that tree or something <laughs> like that so it was like you know teaching the same thing to all these different species that aren't going to be able to do it or you know not understand yeah it's um, like one size fits all Hmm. I just is there any um books that you read at all? Any favourite books that you have? Um <laughs> I don't read many books. Sorry, I spit it on the That's fine. I read like I, I, I don't read many books. Um I am really slow at reading, hence why I prefer podcasts. But, uh, yeah. Or audio books or anything that you I like listening listen to. to or... Way more audio books. I I'm still not massively into that. Um, podcasts I listen to. Um, I think the the one book yeah. I did read is um, oh crap, what it's called. Um, it is called. It's okay, you can't remember. It's a great big blue book with gold balloons on it. How <laughs> <Which>, yeah, <laughs> <Google laughs> It was written by um, Darren Brown, and it's called. Oh, I think it's called Happy. Don't quote yeah. me on that. I'm pretty sure it's called Happy. <laughs> It's book that he did. Yeah, yeah, and it's um that's very much about your perception of life. Um, it's like it sounds like a self help book, doesn't it? But it's not really like that. He he kind of um he kind of has a go at self help books all the way through it. But um, but that's got a lot yeah. to do to uh, a lot to do with religion and um uh, there's a great big massive bit at the end of it that's about death. Um, but there's, there's yeah. loads, and it's really about personal perception and how you think about things, how your brain um, gathers information and how it processes it. Um, but, oh, it's, oh, interesting. it's a really good read, really, really good read. It just takes me forever to read books, so I don't, I don't very often get one because it will be there for years. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that you you know you've got a family, you're busy yeah. in your work as well. So it's like if you it's just if you get that time to yourself, then you can probably do it, isn't it? It's it's um if you have that time and space to do it. I think that's why audio books and podcasts are quite good because you can do what you're doing as well as you know listening yeah, to something. Why isn't I love it? them; they are brilliant. Also, like I said, I'm just I'm a very slow reader physically, like literally sitting there reading a book. My daughter can get through pages in like just so I'm on the same page she's like chapter one's finished <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I wasn't very good at reading it's nice cool. <laughs> <laughs> no it's um, I think it's important to learn things though isn't it listening to podcasts and to, to read things yeah. or you know to, to, to learn something I, new that's another reason why I find podcasts so much better is because I can take in the information when I'm listening to it 
when I'm reading it, I'm reading the words. So I often have to go over it to take in the information or for, you know, like for it to form a sentence that I can understand. Kept losing where I was in the book because the guy kept talking really fast in the audio book. And I was like, I was like, oh, hell with it. I can't, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's either one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I much prefer um, just uh, just audio mm. or podcasts and stuff. It's, it's for the way my brain works, it definitely is much easier for me to kind of gather the information. Mm. And put it in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you got any more um, projects, new projects on the way that you're working on at the minute? With yeah, yeah, I've got um, a couple of things. I don't, I'm trying to think of something I can actually talk about. That's all right. <laughs> you, you do like when I do commissions, I try and keep most of it as a secret right. and, and not anything just for um, the clients and stuff. But I've got yeah. Um, one that's not a car or a helmet, so that'll be fun. Always like new stuff. Yeah. Um, I have just finished a, like a great big. Um, I think it's one meter fifty. Damn. By fifty, so like quite a long um, car. Mm. As I'm trying not to see. Yeah, yeah, much. of course, of course. I post that up on Instagram soon, but I am, I am, just waiting for um feedback yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you got some some great some great posts on your instagram i'm like, really amazing like um i saw that you're doing like you did a helmet one was it was it who's it for it was um you did you did a helmet recently oh is it the lando Norris? i think one? it is one of your recent ones it's like uh, yeah from the, Mar- McLaren. the mclaren team that's the one yeah, I um I did that. That was another one I did last year, um. But because of lockdown and stuff, um, they've obviously like all the guys have been on um YouTube and they've been doing loads of like kind of filming from home and mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, Lando Norris was on an episode of um YouTube Cribs. Yeah, and the painting was in it. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, had it. Huh? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then, um, and then after that, I kind of was having a look through um, the McLaren website, and there's a picture of him stood next to the painting on the McLaren website. Damn. <laughs> I know. So it's like, oh my god. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was over the moon. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. I got. It was really early in the morning. I found it as well. I think it was like. God, that's crazy. <laughs> the amazing cars are only McLaren's. I saw one today. Like, they just crafted so well, some of these cars. It's crazy. Like, um, yeah, the design on them is like incredible. It's it's the lines and the just everything about them is it's perfect, mm-hmm. isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. it's like they're almost perfect. Yeah, the I um I think like I mentioned previously when I first met you, I when I did the podcast, I told you I worked for uh, David Richards, who's 
high up in um, F1. He owns he owns ProDrive, you know, the company ProDrive. Yeah. Um, you know, I makes Subarus, Subaru, um, and um, he was chief. Um, he was he was like one of the, I think he was like the head head chairman or he was high up anyway. Oh, I can't remember. It's not really bad now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was, he was high, yeah he was high up. Um, I think Aston Martin. But um, he had all his uh, F1 people and contacts would come to the hotel, which is pretty cool. That's weird, isn't it? I can remember going to, um, when I went to uh, Goodwood, Best of Speed, um, I stayed at uh, yeah, uh, Airbnb. Hello? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I stayed at Airbnb, and the um, the lady that um, the host there, she had been going for years, and um, she's she'd met loads of the uh, uh, racers and um, F one teams, and she was telling me loads of stories about mm. them. I won't mention. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 yeah, the um. They'd come down and like you know like have parties and things like that. But um, I I remember in the hotel I worked at that this um this guy owned. He had all his contacts down and was watching like the F one in the cinema. They got their own cinema in the hotel. And oh, nice. um, I remember they was all watching like the F one and the Formula E. Is it E? The E. Yeah. They was watching that. And I was I was bringing in their teas and coffees and their food, and it was pitch black, so I couldn't see anything. And I was just so anxious because I was like, these are like high high up important people in the F one world, and I'm I'm walking in like with cups of tea, can't see where I'm walking. I was just thinking, you know, if I fall over and get it on them. Um, but yeah, like, but they, you know, people in that industry you know they're just only people on it at the end of the day you know they're like oh, yeah the majority of them are lovely they're like well, majority of people are nice but it's i think it's just the odd ones that that give it bad names mm. and stuff but yeah everyone i've met so far is really nice i don't know whether i'm just really <laughs> <lucky> yeah or... <laughs> do you um do you, do you have a favorite car like brand or favorite car at all? Oh my god! Can I even say or, a favorite car? Or like, <laughs> some, like a car that a car that you've a car that I've wanted for for um, forever. I think probably I was about sixteen when I first saw an MR2. Mm. Always wanted an MR2. MR2, that's a Mazda, right? 